Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes! Yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all places, or you'll listen to the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local, mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's my mal pal. She's your mal pal. She's our Mike White. She's the pride of the Arlington Colts. Kick him. K-S-E-K-E-M. Kick him. She's Mallory Hartley. Howdy. I'm getting better at this. I'm getting better. We've been, we've been like, we've now done like three or four shows in like the past couple weeks. It's like, I'm back in my, I'm back on my Mallory bullsh. So like, yeah, I can, I can do it. That was good. That was a good one. Today is... Tuesday. Okay, it's our first day back in the office. So it's it like, feels like Monday. Go. Today is Tuesday, August fifteenth, twenty twenty three. It's a big day. You know why? Hmm. Hundred days Thanksgiving. <gasps> We're almost in. We're almost there. Double digits. Tomorrow we will be actually. If if mm-hmm. if history is any guide. Mm-hmm. Correct. Ninety nine usually falls hundred. Uh, hundred days to Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Chief Keef. <laughs> Let's go. Chief Keef turns twenty eight today. <laughs> I love Chief Keef. Happy birthday, Chief Keith. Happy birthday, Chief Keith. Hope he's having a great day. I do, too. It's episode 1,620-something. 30? 1,630? Sounds good. On today's show, folks, we've got headlines from across the state, uh, including um, a couple of things that I want to direct you to go read. I'm going to give you a little bit of a reading list here on Texas football today. We'll have that. And then back half the show, Mallory, he's back. Woo! We're pleased to announce that we have signed an agreement, and by signed an agreement... I mean, I saw him in the parking lot on Friday, and I said, hey, you good to do it on Tuesdays again? He was like, yeah. Yeah. The return of Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, who joins us every Tuesday during the season to talk football across the Lone Star State. We will be joined by the great Craig Way coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door, Mallory? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, Zill, 0678, and Daniel Agnew. Welcome in, fellas. Wow, don't sound so excited. I'm just, I'm a little tired. I know. It's tough. It's tough being me. Tough being you. All right, Mallory. (laughs) (laughs) Mallory, 
Let's get to some headlines from across the state of Texas in the football world. We're going to start with, uh, unfortunately, some sad news um, that came down uh, last week. I believe it was last Friday. Um, and that is uh, that Jack Collins has died. Jack Collins passed away at the age of 82 last week. Um, he is a member of the mm-hmm. Texas Longhorns Hall of Honor. He played halfback on Daryl Royal's teams from 1959 uh, to 1961. Um, he was a huge part of Highland Park history. Um, he led them to uh, to an 11-1 record in the 4A state championship back in 1957. Um and he was the, the star of their state championship win over Port Arthur that year. Um, and this is a, uh, yeah, it's, it's a huge loss. The, the reason that I'm bringing it up is Jack Collins also holds a very special place in our history. Because Jack Collins was the first ever cover boy of Dave Campbell's Texas football. It's such a good cover, back too. Back in 1960. It's an iconic cover. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Collins, the Texas running back, was on, was on the cover of our very first edition back in 1960. Um, and and uh, the uh, true gentleman. There's actually, actually Adam Hockfeller, our president, sent me a photo of him and we I think we tweeted out of him and Dave mm-hmm. um, that was uh, cool. uh, uh, Jack Collins and Dave uh, you know together uh, uh, sad news of Jack Collins it's Jack Collins Jr. Uh, Jack Collins Jr. Uh, died this uh, last week at the age of 82 uh, speaking of wow I can't believe this is just a, a terrible way to start it but speaking of tragedy um, we are unfortunately we, we need to report that uh, that that there was we had another loss in the coaching community last week um San Antonio Central Catholic head coach Mike Santiago uh, passed away last week. The school announced this on Thursday uh, after a, a battle with cancer. Um, he was the head coach of the Buttons, San Antonio Central Catholic, uh, for the last six seasons. Um, in the San Antonio area, he is also known. Uh, he was also known as uh, the first ever head coach of Incarnate Word. He was Incarnate Ward's first mm. ever head coach um, there in 2007 when they launched their football program. Uh, before that, he was also head coach uh, at um, he was also uh, head coach at Stephen F. Austin uh, during his time. He went 39 and 27 uh, there, uh, and then went back to uh, the high school ranks and coached at. Uh, but he also had stops at Lamar. He had stops at Texas State, a few places out of state as well. Uh, but a, a well-traveled uh, coaching. Um, Will travel coach across the state, but especially known there in the San Antonio, uh, in the San Antonio area, uh, as the the head coach of the uh, the San Antonio Central Catholic Buttons, most recently, and also the first ever coach at Incarnate Word. Uh, Mike uh, Mike Santiago has passed away uh, after a bout with cancer. Certainly, we're thinking about his family. Um, under the college ranks, so this happened last week, and I was, I don't remember why I was out, but I was out. And um, I read a tweet from our friend Brent Zorneman at the Houston Chronicle. And he said, uh, the tweet said something about, about like, man, you know what? I'm not one to let press conferences or media availability or quotes sway me. But, like, I'm, I'm now much more bullish on A&M this year after oh, hearing Bobby yeah. Petrino talk. Yeah. After hearing Bobby Petrino talk. And I thought, I was like, man, BZ, like... That's a, like, my first thought was like, dude, like, what? Like, why, why would you, like, why would you feel that way? Just, like, talking to somebody. That, that feels like, come on, like, what, what are we doing here? Uh, you know, we can't let, we can't be that easily swayed. So I sent that text to, or that, that tweet to Craven, our college mm-hmm. football, uh, our college football senior writer. And he wrote back, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm the exact same way. 
He goes, I feel so much better about A&M this year now that I've heard from Bobby Petrino. And I'm like, okay. So essentially, and there's a piece up on texasfootball.com about this. Uh, and the headline is, Bobby Petrino erases eight months of unnecessary drama with one press conference. Yep. And a lot of it, I went back and watched it, and I see what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, Bobby Petrino, like for the, this entire offseason, since they've hired Bobby Petrino, all we've talked about is how Jimbo Fisher won't give a straight answer. He won't. He'll dance around it. And he'll just say, oh, you know, it's, it's a partnership. We'll see how it goes. We're going to see how it yeah. goes. Nah, mm-hmm. you know, we hired Bobby for a reason, but I'm also the head coach. So, like, he's just dancing around, would not say, just come out and say, yeah, he's going to call plays. plays. Yeah. He's going to call plays. And it, like, and it was so frustrating because, like, dude, just, like, like, why, like, all that does is because you've got these two explosive personalities, and all it does is fuel us thinking, ah, here we go. Like, there's, there's going to be some, this is going to come to a head. It's all going to blow up, right? Mm-hmm. So they finally put Bobby Petrino in front of a microphone. And I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it, but all he does is just do, just talk straight. And just like Makes sense. answer questions, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's all he does. There's nothing special about this press conference, but it's just so refreshing to come from from the the podium there at College Station because he just answers the questions. The quote uh-huh. that we've got on there is like, "Coach is the boss, all right. My job is to try to keep him happy and make sure that everything works the way he wants it to work. Mm-hmm. I work for Coach Fisher. This is his program. That's one of the reasons I'm here because of my program, my knowledge, and uh, of how he runs the program. And essentially, just saying, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the plays. Don't worry." I'm in charge of the offense, but I work for Coach Fisher. Mm-hmm. It was that easy. It was that simple. It was that easy the whole time. We didn't <laughs> have to go through the song and dance of like, oh man, will they, won't they? Are they going to be able to coexist? Instead, Bobby Trino gets up there and just like, yeah, uh, I work for him. And this is going to be every other head coach, offensive coordinator situation that, you know, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, we'll, we'll also, by, we'll, we'll, check, we'll check back in like three or four weeks into the season. Simply though. by answering the questions. Now, my <laughs> thoughts on the matter have not moved all that much Mm-mm. because I have no doubt, no doubt that on, uh, was it September 9th, I think it is when they open? Yeah, September 2nd, September 2nd. Mm. When they open at home against New Mexico, I have no doubt that Bobby Petrino is going to be calling the place. No doubt at all. He's in charge of the offense. And you know what? Unless something goes really wrong, in which mm-hmm. case we got bigger issues to deal with. Mm-hmm. They're going to cruise. Offense probably going to look great. Mm-hmm. No big deal. The next week, they go to Miami. Miami. Mm-hmm. And I maintain that the real rubber meets the road moment will be if, in the third quarter, it's like 17 to 10 yeah. Miami. And the offense just can't get into gear. Right? Then what? Mm-hmm. Then we'll find out what the real relationship is between Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher. There yep. A&M. That, to me, is the real moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. We can say all we want, and, and to be clear, I agree with Prince Werdeman. I agree with Mike Craven. He put a lot of unnecessary drama to bed with one press conference. But it doesn't change the fact that that's easy to say in August actions speak louder than words harder to say in mid-September exactly. or October that's what I want to say 
So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's that's something to keep an eye on. Um, I also want to direct you to TexasFootball.com. There's a great piece up on uh, there about the uh, Johnny Manziel documentary, uh, Untold Johnny Football. Now, you guys reviewed it on Republic of Football, right? We did. You, Carter, and uh, Ish reviewed uh, the, the uh, Untold Johnny Football. I listened to it. I thought your review was great. Would you give people a 50,000-foot view of your, of your thoughts on, on the documentary? Yeah, I thought it was really, really well made. Um, I think one of the things that Ish Carter and I all could agree on was that it wasn't too long. Like, they didn't drag it out into a three- to four-part series Mm -hmm. because they easily could have, but they kind of kept it concise into about an hour and 15-minute documentary. Um, And it really... I I really enjoyed how vulnerable Johnny Menzel was, too, Mm because there's a lot of those times in those documentaries where... You know, a lot of a lot of guys just don't take the blame for for what happened, and Johnny was very open throughout the whole documentary um, about what happened, and he took responsibility, and he knows he knows what happened, and he was very open about it. Um, and yeah, uh, I would probably give it a seven and a half to eight out of ten. Okay, so highly okay. recommend. Yeah, I enjoyed you guys' review. I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a great piece up on TexasFootball.com by Mike Craven mm-hmm. who talks about the documentary through through Mike Craven's personal lens. Yeah. Um, I don't want to speak for, for Mike. He tells his story better than I ever can. Um, I will tell you that he's had struggles in his past with addiction, and he's been very open and honest and, and, and clear about it mm-hmm. and, and, and very forthright about it. Um, and I think he, he comes at it from a very thoughtful and very mature place. And I know that if you read the story, you will understand that this is a um, – that that the, the documentary really resonated with him mm-hmm. for different reasons, for right. reasons that I think you and I, who have not gone through the things that, that Mike has gone through, um, but millions and millions and millions of other people have or know somebody who has, um, it was very that they, it was particularly resonant with him. So I would invite you to the, the story is called More Untold Johnny Football's uh, or More Untold Johnny Football's Struggles Helped Me See My Own. So I, very I hope you will go and see that on TexasFootball.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff on TextFootball.com, and I want you to read all of it. Just go to there. But there's one thing I want to tell you to go read elsewhere. And I put it on my on my timeline on Twitter, or whatever we're calling it these days. <laughs> Stupid. Twitter. That's Twitter. Twitter. It's in the Washington Post, and it's written by friend of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, Stephen Godfrey. Stephen Godfrey is the host, uh, or one of the co- one of the hosts of Split Zone Duo, which is uh, one of my very favorite college football podcasts, and I highly recommend it. Um, and the headline is: College football is barreling toward a super league, no matter what might be lost. Mm-hmm. This is in reaction to the recent wave of realignment wherein basically the Pac-12 fell apart. Mm -hmm. Oregon and Washington joined the Big 12. Utah, Colorado, Arizona. No, Big 10. Big 10, correct. Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State joining the Big 12. They're moving over. Leaving four teams left holding the bag. Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. Mm -hmm. And it's a further consolidation of... It's a further consolidation of power within a couple of conferences. We didn't even mention the SEC, who's already gotten the biggest scalps of them all by bringing in Texas and Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? And that comes on the heels of them bringing in A&M and Missouri way back when. 
that comes on the heels of the Big Ten, adding in Rutgers and Maryland oh, yeah. and all was, of them. That was a like movement. That. And so, and, and, and as somebody who's listened to Stephen Godfrey talk about this for a while, he's been kind of signaling this for a while, mm-hmm. that this is the way that it's going to go. And part of that Super League is that you're going to have big-time games every week. You're going to get Alabama and Ohio State, like, every year, which seems awesome. Which is great. Right? You're going to get, you know, Georgia playing Oregon, right, every year. That could be great. His point is that college football has long been a regional sport that exists in a national context. Mm -hmm. I think our history here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football is an example of that. This magazine was started in 1960 because Dave didn't think people were covering the Southwest Conference. And because regionally, that's what mattered here. It mattered Rice versus SMU. It mattered Texas versus Texas Tech. Those games mattered. What he is stating, and I agree with him, is that this is barreling towards a further separation of the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. Okay, of the you're going to have the Alabamas of the world and the Ohio States of the world and the Michigans of the world and the Georgias of the world and the Texases of the world to make it local, and then a gap, and then everyone else, everyone else. And there's a couple. Of, I hope you'll go read. It, and that's not, in my opinion, and in the opinion of Stephen Godfrey. That's not good. No. That is really getting away from what made college football special. Right. What made college football special was regionality. And now, what do Penn State and Oregon have to do with one another? Right. What do Rutgers US, and Oregon? What do like? How, what do, how is that? What even do USC and Michigan have to do with each other? Yeah. Aside from having famous helmets. Right. That's it. But there's no like that's well, that's what we're heading towards. You may remember, and I don't know if you were super in, team, in tune with this because I know you don't call it cover soccer the same or follow soccer the same way that a lot mm-hmm. of us in the office do. But a couple years ago, there was this there was this like rumor out there, not rumor, but it was happening. They were going to put together a super league that teams were going to leave the Premier League and leave like the biggest teams. Manchester United was going to leave the Premier League uh-huh. and Real Madrid was going to leave La Liga and 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 all of these giant teams were going to leave. Borussia Dortmund was going to leave the Bundesliga and they were all going to join into one super league and just play one another. And it's going to be so much money and all this stuff. So much fun. And everyone pushed back because they go, no, we like English teams playing English teams. Mm-hmm. We like Spanish teams playing Spanish teams. We like that kind of those little fiefdoms. And there's no breaks on this in college football. Mm-mm. Because the commissioners of college football are the TV networks. And what yep. the TV networks want, the TV networks are going to get. And what the TV networks have signaled that they want is helmet games. They want Michigan playing Georgia. Every single week. They want Florida playing uh, USC, mm-hmm. right? And eventually, they're going to get it. There's a couple of the, uh, things I want to uh, quotes I want to bring out there. If anything has become clear this year, there's a quote from the Washington Post. If anything has become clear this year, it's that SEC member Alabama, $214 million in revenue in 2021, doesn't need to feign that it has the same interests and concerns as South Carolina, 144 million, when Ohio State 
251 million is its actual peer. Mm -hmm. Because that's the other thing that's coming and nobody wants to talk about this, okay? Texas, giant brand, gonna be fine. A&M, giant brand, gonna be fine. Everyone else in Texas? What happens, yeah, North Texas. What happens to you? Sorry. What happens you don't, to Rice? You don't get to you don't get to play in this sandbox. No. This is for the big kids. Mm -hmm. You can go over here and play on the little kid playground. And the way that some people I think wrongly think about FCS football, right? Oh, they're the FCS national champions. That level's coming mm -hmm. for TCU, for Texas Tech, for Arizona State, for Houston. It's coming. One more quote there that I think is interesting. A single pro-style Super League is coming. One of, one of one group of college football's most popular and wealthiest programs affiliated solely for their financial prowess and absent of any history, geography, or any other consumer side concern. It's not about you, the fan. They don't care. They care about ratings. Yep. They care about TV deals. I hope you'll go read the piece in, in the Washington Post by Stephen Godfrey. The headline again is college football is barreling toward a Super League no matter what be, might be lost. And by the way, that's not 100 years from now. No. That's like next time we do this. Next couple of years. Like next year. I mean, it's started. I mean, it's starting. I don't think it's next year. It's I think a because years. TV deals are still yeah, are happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, how old are you? 24. Before your 40th birthday. Really? Wow. Sometime in the next 15 years. There's your prediction. Anyway, hope you'll go read it. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now, a word from these goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. The Gambling Gauchos are a Texas Tech podcast serving you money lines, memes, and matador content on Twitter, YouTube, and stakingtheplains.com. Well, let's put it this way. They pay me off in tortillas. I'm going to shoot them right in the eye. If you're looking for more Big 12 sports content from a host who wants a 25 tacos in 20 minutes and another that can provide a taco bites per minute analytical breakdown of the feat, then Rob and Kyle are the host for you. New episodes every Sunday and Thursday on the Republic of Football podcast feed. Mallory, let's go to the hotline. It's Tuesday, and you know what that means. That means we're pleased to be joined by the play-by-play -play voice of the Texas Longhorns. We're pleased to be joined by the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, 
We're joined by our friend, Craig Way. Craig, if we're talking on this very program, that can only mean one thing, and that's that we're going to be doing football here pretty soon. You are uh, getting ready down there in, in Austin for, uh, for, for week one for, for the Texas high school football season. It is going to be going to be uh, upon us uh, sooner as opposed to later. Um, my question for you, and, and I want to focus here, uh, especially in, in the Austin area, because we have talked, uh, Matt Stepp and I did, a, uh, did, did our, our 6A preview, and we talked about how the 6A ranks, I think more than anywhere else, has a group of teams that are particularly well stratified that have this like upper crust of teams. Kind of set your watch by it. And yet, every year it does feel like maybe one or two drop out, and maybe one or two take their place. Maybe as many as three. Uh, the the story of the year in Austin last year, the the only team from Austin uh, outside of uh, at, at six A level I should say, to make a state championship game, was Vandegrift. Are you ready to elevate them into that upper crust of the six A ranking or uh, uh, ranking is too strong of six A into that perennial contender type uh, uh, type uh, st- uh, conversation? By the way, when you when when you and Step did that podcast, that Mondo podcast, did you spend six hours on six A alone, uh, on, we, or just it, on the whole deal? Uh, no, we we got it. I think we got it under a hundred minutes, but it was close. Okay, okay. Uh, I I do think that they have. Uh, you know, enough weaponry to go deep in the playoffs again this year, Vandegrift. Uh, they do have a uh, transcendent, game-changing type of player in your DCTF uh, 6A cover boy, Miles Coleman. But they've got something else this year that they haven't had, and that's the experience of playing into Week 16 and playing for a state championship. And in a ball game at 20 to 17 in the third quarter against DeSoto before the Eagles really flexed their muscles and pulled away in the final quarter. So they have all of those things. I think they have uh, one of the best coaches in the state in any classification in Drew Sanders. And uh, I do think that they've got enough weaponry around all of that to make another deep run. Now, whether it's enough to get over the hump and finally win a title, I don't know, or get back to the state title. Listen, in their own region, what they'll probably be encountering is is uh you know uh, dripping springs times two again remember how we kept talking about that year after year with uh mm-hmm. with regard to a uh, grandview and malakoff how they were playing twice a year year after year we could be looking at something like that in these coming years they played twice last year played two great games and uh, we could see two good, great games again this year since they're uh, kicking off the season down at drip this year so yeah they're one of those teams I think you can put in the conversation of being right on the cusp of being an annual state title uh, playing contender. Westlake has already always been, or not always, but in in past decade or so, decade plus, has been in that conversation as well. The interesting one is their battle of the Lakes Brethren in Lake Travis, who is coming off of seven and five, which I don't think I need to tell folks down there uh, in 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 that part of the world uh, is not the standard there at Lake Travis. Um, 
in your mind is that are you filing that away as a one-year thing, a downturn, you know, hey, you know what, it happens to the best programs, or is this a potential concern that they may drop out of that upper crust? Well, you know, they have that potential concern every year, uh, and I'm talking about Hank Carter and his staff. They want to make sure they don't slip. Uh, they have uh, what Westlake has, what Vandergrift has built, what several of the other top programs in the state have, and that is the system. Uh, they've built it up through their middle school. And so they have all of that uh, on a year-in, year-out basis. So I think a one-year step back at 7-5, remember it was a year where they just had massive injuries they had to overcome. And if they don't have those kinds of injuries, then yeah, then I, I think they're back into being in the conversation of a team that can go two to three rounds or four rounds deep. I think San Antonio is beefed up a little bit, and we know what the greater Houston area does in Division One because Lake Travis, after all, will be in the Division One bracket. So uh, the, it, it might be a tougher road for them this year, but I think they're better equipped to handle it than they were last year. Do you have a team down there in the Austin area that – you or, or or statewide. I don't want to. I don't want to limit you to the capital city. Do you have a team statewide that you're like you're ready to jump on the bandwagon and start tell, selling T-shirts for them? Like you're this. They're gonna be your team that maybe like around here we call it a hipster team we call it a team that like ah oh, like i was i i liked that band i saw that band in a in a basement somewhere before they became before they became stars is there a team like that right now in the high school ranks that you're like i'm buying in right now and i want everybody to know that i was on board before it became cool well i'll, I'll give you two one from the area since you ask and then i'll give you one from across the state how about that uh from the area, I would say, and this, this is going to sound like the Homer pick because it just happens to be in the town I live in, it's Georgetown. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do think with what they have with the running game, they're going to be, you know, normally when you're talking now about the lower classifications, we're, we're talking about Liberty Hill. And they're going to be obviously right there and difficult to deal with. But I do think that Georgetown has a chance with its running game and with its defense to be really tough. Uh, that's one team to watch out of the area. Now, I will also tell you that in as much as we'll talk about Georgetown in class 5A and the team, you know, and the team to really watch there uh, in uh, class 3A division two, and you and I were talking about it the other day, and I had them as a, a team that is under the radar, maybe. And we joked about it. How under the radar can you be if you went to the final four a year ago? But I do like Harmony. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's a tough road to get out of that. And of course, they lost to Poth in the semifinals. They went nine and six. So there were five and five getting into the playoffs. Uh, but they're they're going to be tough. I think the Seahorn brothers will be difficult to stop. I like Boston Seahorn. That's one of the better mascot, uh, one, better player names, by the way, in the state. Uh, this is this is going to be a dangerous team to watch. I think in the lower classifications. Uh, and and finally, Craig, we've got a whole week. I've got a whole whole season of of, of conversations ahead. But uh, but I do want to get you on on the record here right now. Uh, there are twelve reigning defending UIL Texas high school football state champions right now, which one would you say you would be most confident in say in going back to back, which or, or back to back to back if they've already won uh, one. Uh, but, but which of these, which of the 12 state champions are you 
most confident or you think is the biggest favorite to repeat? I'd probably say Duncanville. Uh, I, I would, I would probably go with Gunner, except we know, uh, what those, you know, brave heart clashes, those battles that with, uh, those pitched battles that they have every year with Canadian are going to be like, so it's, it's almost like flip a coin as to who's going to, you know, come through all of that. Uh, so, so perhaps Duncanville now that they also have had a taste of it and have won a state title, under Reggie Samples, I think they're going to be difficult. To be. I, I, the soda is also going to be tough as well, and I and I and I think the Division Two bracket is probably going to be a little more wide open than the usual suspects. We know what North Shore is going to do in the D one bracket in Region Three, and then we just talked about Lake Travis or Westlake in Region Four. So, uh, you know, I, I would probably feel safest with Duncanville, but uh, I, you know, it, it's hard to chisel that in granite, as we know, because there's so many of those annual usual suspects that we discuss every year like we're doing right now he's craig white he's a texas high school football hall of famer and the voice of the texas longhorns he will be joining us here every tuesday here on texas football today and you can see him again on Bally sports southwest uh this year uh including uh, I'm supposed to say this Sunday at 11 a.m. The Bally Sports Southwest, the Texas high school football season preview show presented by the Jack in the Box, which we recorded last week, which is when I saw Craig and asked him if he could be on the show. That's how all this works. I'm, I don't have any secrets about how we produce this show. Uh, Craig, appreciate your time, my friend, and I will see you much sooner than you think. Yeah, and my one remaining question is, did did Mallory miss her cue? Because when you said, you know what, Tuesdays, that's that's always oh, when Pickle jumps in and goes, Tuesdays, Tuesdays, and it and it kind of sets you off that every was, week. That was my bad. There were some wires switched that I was trying to figure out. Uh, that was that that is I take full responsibility. She's over, that will not happen again. She's actually she's actually producing, which is like <laughs> I, I guess There's you a know, bunch of wires over yeah, here that which, I gotta which, figure which, out. I guess what does that mean Pickle does normally when she's doing that? But Yeah, right. So, <laughs> she just so, put so her hey, it's 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 still fall camp. We're not in the yeah, season. True, yet, so no, true. No, we're we're, we're <laughs> doing reps reps against air right now. Craig, appreciate your time. <laughs> friend talk soon all right we'll see you there he goes craig way the texas high school football hall of famer joins us every tuesday here on texas football day and next week mallory we're gonna preview week stinking one. Oh gosh don't sound so excited i am very excited <laughs> but i am very nervous i am excited for the season it's gonna be great it's gonna be great let's go over to mallory hartley for america's second favorite segment final thoughts uh we'll have our off tomorrow at 2 p.m like usual I'm not quite sure about WTF. We are very busy this week, so hopefully I wanna, we we want to get the train rolling on that again. I want to address a tweet that you sent out last night without my permission, which was, uh, so we were in a suite last night at the Ranger game. No, this was with your permission. And we wow. had, there were some, uh, we we had an absurd amount of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they brought an absurd amount of food. And after, as the game was round, winding down, um, they brought in like to-go boxes, and one thing to remember is that this is a this is an organization of journalists, right? We are by very definition poor, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're scroungers. Yeah. We are dumpster divers. Okay, it's <laughs> what we do. Yeah, and so a lot of people grabbed to-go boxes. I grabbed to-go boxes, and I go, you know what? I've got two boys at home. To a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and there's some cheese pizza here, and there's some hot dogs here, and I'm just gonna grab them. 
there were two pieces of cheese pizza that that had been sitting out for hours, uh-huh. hours, uh-huh. and then you grab three dogs with yeah. no bun. I don't need so the, it's just I don't a, need the bun. Two pieces of cheese pizza in this styrofoam container with like three dogs just scattered. <laughs> Please go look at the picture. It's on my Twitter. It's and, so good. And I will tell you this morning when Hank woke up. And I showed like, yes. him, and I showed him what he was having for dinner. That's a fired up young man. So you know what? The system Dad works. Dad of the year. Let's go. Dad of the year. It's good do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCT up. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Craig White, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, for joining us. For Mallory Hartley, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for this week in Cruton on Texas Football Today. 